Hey everyone, in today's episode we're going to answer some common questions that we get asked in the gym quite frequently and uh, go through them one by one. So it's just 10 simple questions we get asked quite a bit. So let's get into it. So this is the most common ones I found just going back through uh, comments and emails and general notes I've taken over the years. So the most common question I've generally found is people asking what's the best way to lose fat. Um, that's a simple question. Uh, really concept the best way to lose fat is to be in a caloric deficit um, while maintaining a high a moderate to high protein diet so basically um, make sure you eat enough protein through meat fish uh, protein powder or soy or whatever your source of protein is 1.6 grams per pound body weight is or 1.6 grams per kg body weight is the recommended amount and uh, with regards into fat loss if you probably combat or uh, combat fat loss with um, some resistance training so you also keep on a bit of muscle mass that'll probably be the best way to lose fat in general the best way to lose fat is diet uh, being a caloric deficit from diet you can also have from exercise but diet is generally the easiest and best way to do it um, next one is if I lift weights will I get bulky will I get bigger etc etc um, maybe probably not uh, generally people, uh, the biggest factor with um, getting bigger from weightlifting is two things. The bigger the people imagine is Arnold Schwarzenegger or pro bodybuilders or people who are quite muscled. Um, most people who are that way are quite muscled to begin with and weight training just uh, enhances that even more. The reality is most people uh, will find it very hard to build more than kind of 14 pounds of muscle in their lifetime once they're an adult because just they haven't got the genetics for it. Um, what I think people are afraid of getting big and bulky is if you're afraid of becoming the pro bodybuilder, it's probably not going to happen due to the fact that you need great genetics and you need um, other things like drugs, which are illegal, um, to get that big. But the reality of getting bigger for most people is just a case of overeating. A big aspect of weightlifting and training in a gym or doing any form of exercise is people forget that it increases your appetite because you're doing more activity you're burning off more calories and as a result you're going to increase your you're going to increase your appetite from that and a lot of people don't realize that so when they join a gym or take up running or take up cycling or whatever activity it is they eat more food because they're hungry and then they gain weight and they're like they blame the extra heft on the exercise which kind of is true but it's more that they haven't taken into consideration their appetite increase and that's generally what happens when people gain weight is that increase in appetite uh, the hope is that lifting weights will build muscle though. I mean, that is the hope. Everyone wants that. Everyone wants that toned look or that bit of muscle mass, which helps keep you young and prevent disease. So that is the hope. But the idea of becoming a pro bodybuilder and like a mass monster, the Hulk or something like that, it's unlikely. It's really unlikely for 99.9% of people. Uh, how do I get a flat stomach is another one. Or how do I get rid of this and people grab their gut? Uh, diet is the big one, okay? A lot of people will, you know, do ab exercises until the cows come home. But that's, that's body fat on your frame. And the only way to get rid of that, as when I question one, is through diet and a calorie deficit. And unfortunately, you can't strip away um, fat in areas faster than others. It comes off, some people, it comes off their abs very quickly. Some people, it comes off their legs very quickly. And vice versa, it comes off their stomach very slowly and their legs very slowly or other body parts. But the main way to get a fat stomach is through exercise or through diet so you're in a calorie deficit so you lose off body fat the leaner you get then the more you'll see definition in your stomach so for women who want to see a defined stomach generally between around 18 to 20 percent body fat it should be well 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 defined stomach you should see like like little creases in your abs for men it's about 12 percent and below to start seeing a six-pack 10 percent 
realistically if you want to see a six pack now once you get that low it does help having muscle mass there so that you actually see it so that's when you would add in your core work that you should be doing anyway to strengthen your back but in general you want diet uh, to actually make sure you have less as minimum fat as possible on your stomach and then a bit of uh, core work to actually hypertrophy the muscles so you actually have tone in your stomach as well um, that's that the next one is should i do cardio first uh, or weight training first this generally depends on your goals um, and how you treat it um, if you're doing cardio uh, for weight loss or, or something like that um, then maybe you should do it first realistically uh, you should probably weight train first because you the the weight training will interfere less with the cardio, so you'll still be able to maintain quite a good bit of cardiovascular ability if you weight train. Um, unlike the other way around, if you do a lot of cardio first, you'll actually be quite weaker for the weight training. So you should probably do weight training first just because you'll be able to lift more weights uh, and you know do the exercise a bit better so you'll get better results in the cardio after. However, saying that, if cardiovascular training is your main thing you're trying to train, you should probably do the cardiovascular training first and then do weight training as accessory work. You should pick the one that's more priority. For most people in a gym, that's weight training and they do the cardio outside the gym or after the fact. But um, depending on your goals, you probably should do weight training first though. Do I need to take dietary supplements? Uh, probably not. Dietary supplements aren't, aren't well regulated. Uh, most people take them kind of carelessly. Uh, I was one of these people. Uh, if you are taking dietary supplements, I highly recommend that you get your bloods done first. So you can see if you're deficient in any minerals uh, so that you know maybe the the vitamins and minerals you're taking will help. Um, that's not just a placebo. So if you get your blood test done, let's say today, three months and take a supplement for let's say 30 days or 60 days or 90 days, get blood test done again. And if there's a marked improvement in your, uh, you know, how you feel and you can see it empirically in the blood results, then it's working and keep it up. Um, but understand where you're starting from. So don't just take like zinc without any, you know, basis for, you know, um, you know, do I need it? You should know if you need it or not. You should, if you have a zinc deficiency, you can get that tested. It's quite easy. You know, a lot of people have iron deficiencies or uh, B12 deficiencies, things like that, and they can get them tested and doctors generally prescribe stuff for that. Um, now, if there are simple things you could do. Look, if you don't take fish oil, or if you don't eat oily fish, you might need to take an omega-3 tablet, that might help. Uh, if you don't go out in the sun a lot, you might need vitamin D3, or you can't get access, and you might need a small amount of vitamin D3 just for that. But for most other supplements, I would highly advise you just get, just get tested to make sure your levels are correct before you take any of them. Uh, most of them you probably don't need, but there are some that fill holes in people's diets based off sicknesses or illnesses, and a doctor or a dietitian will probably be able to help you with that. Uh, what is my target heart rate is the next kind of question people come up for fat loss. This depends a lot on what you're training. Um, so if you're doing flat out high intensity training, your heart rate should be fairly high. It should be near, not, not at maximum, but near maximal because that's high intensity training. If you're doing um, aerobic training, your heart rate should be kind of elevated in the around the 120, you know, 140 mark. Um, but then if you're not starting with a relatively good level of fitness, then, you know, your heart rate might be high just from regular exercise. So, uh, your target heart rate depends on what you're actually doing, so what kind of training you're doing. So just be mindful of that. Um, 
next question, and this comes up because uh, this the gym we're currently in does not have uh, machine weights, it only has free, what we call free weights, and what's the difference between them, or what's the benefits between them? Uh, free weights are things like dumbbells, kettlebells, barbells, so they move, they're not like fixed in a fixed position, and then machines obviously are fixed in a position that do one thing. Uh, machines are very good for uh, injury recovery, uh, they're very good for isolating a muscle. So if you are a bodybuilder or, or interested in um, isolating specific muscles for hypertrophy, for muscle growth, they're very good for that. Um, they're also quite useful as well because they're quite, they can be quite safe for certain movements. Um, so they really do make isolation work or going to failure with exercises a lot easier. Um, free weights then, they offer more versatility. They work more stabilizers in your body um, and they're just more versatile in general. Um, if you have access to both, that is a perfect world and it'd be great where you can use both free weights and uh, machine weights. Generally for what most people want, free weights are probably the way to go as they're more versatile and they're easier and they move you through full range of, full range of motion, which is what most people need to be healthy. Um, if you're going down the hypertrophy route and the bodybuilding route, uh, machines probably will help you uh, progress to that next level a lot. Um, but for most people, machines are, or free weights are probably, probably the way to go and probably safer long run for them as well. Uh, another question is, why are my muscles sore after workout or how long are my muscles sore after workout? So what happens is when you train for the first time, you experience a thing called DOMS, delayed onset, onset muscle soreness. This is basically um, muscle damage. So if you do anything new at all, if you've never gone hiking before, never gone for a long run before, or you've never gone for a long cycle before, you're probably going to experience DOMS. It's because your body is not used to it and you cause a bit of stress to your tendons, your ligaments, and your muscles. And it's this stress and your body recovering from it which causes DOMS. Now normally it's worse 48 hours after the fact. So if you train at six o'clock on a Monday evening, it's probably going to get worse as Tuesday goes on and worse Wednesday morning. And then it'll free up and then you repeat the cycle get DOMS again and forever. The biggest problem with DOMS is people think that's forever, that you're going to be sore every single day you train. And the reality is after about two or three weeks, it goes away unless you take a massive break and come back. It is normal, it is natural. Some people suffer with DOMS brutally and some people suffer um, very minimally. I myself suffer with DOMS quite bad in my legs, so if I ever do a hard leg session, I can barely walk. But look, everyone's different. It's not a big deal. It's also not an indicator of a good workout or a great workout, it's just an indicator that you worked out. So. Don't worry about DAMS, it's just the cause effect of you putting your body under stress that's used to. Um, just two more, uh, another one is how do I get rid of, uh, this kind of coincides with uh, the gut area or how to get rid of this area, flabby arms. Again, it's calorie deficit. Um, there are exercises you can do that would build up the muscle in your tricep and your bicep, so your arms. The tricep is the back of your arm, the bicep is the front of your arm. There are exercises you can do that build up the muscle, but the way to think about muscle and fat is imagine steak is your muscle. Imagine you're cooking fillet steak, that's the muscle. And you put a pound of butter on top of that fillet steak. That's fat. For you to see the steak, you have to melt away that butter. That's what toning up your arms or building muscle is. You're trying to basically get rid of fat. And when people say, how do I get rid of that, that fat? It's basically calorie deficit. You've got to go into calorie deficit. Your body oxidizes the fat around that muscle. And the more fat ox it oxidizes or burns off, the more um, muscle you can see. That's how you do it, calorie deficit. And how often should I work out lift weights? This is a very open-ended question. And the reality is, I would say, how, how often can you lift weights? How much time have you got to lift weights? And then we work from there. You should not try and fit, fit your life into a perfect program. You should get a program suited towards your life. So if you can train three days a week for an hour consistently, 
that's what you should do. If you can train four, four if you can train a half an hour, two days, or uh, two days a week, and an hour, two days a week, that's what you try to do. If you can do it consistently, that's what matters. For most people, it's recommended for general health and fitness and overall ability, you try and train three to four days a week at a moderate intensity, you know, and then move outside the gym doing other activities like walking and things like that. But that's generally what's recommended for most people. Now, if you want to progress that further and you want to, you know, go into different aspects of fitness or sport, you might need to train more, you might need to practice more. But for most people to maintain general health and fitness, three to four days a week is more than enough. And that's quite doable. And it's not three to four days a week of like six hours in the gym. It's three to four days a week of 45 minutes, you know, an hour and a half tops in the gym if you are really pushing it. All right. All right, guys, that's answers to the uh, 10 common questions we get asked most in the gym over the years. If you have any questions, of course, please feel free to ask us. You can find us on www.rpmfitness.ie and all social media channels as well. Uh, we'd love to hear your questions and answer them for you in the future. So hope you have a good day and we'll talk to you later. Cheers.